What up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only place to talk Long Beach State sports. This is the LB Fee Show coming to you every other week. The LB Fee Show is brought to you by the 562.org, which is myself. I'm Mike Garabasio, JJ Fiddler, our normal co-host, not able to join us today. Um, but lots to talk about, a lot of great uh, action going on as we're in the swing of a full fall season here at Long Beach State, as we've all been dreaming about for uh, a year and a half. So nice to have everyone back and playing. Uh, but before we talk about that, and before we welcome on our special guest, Sean Ferreira, who is new to the beach, uh, we've got to welcome on the man, the myth, the legend, Andy Fee. Welcome to the show, Andy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Mike. Always great to talk all things beach with you. So excited to uh, to share some time with you. So before we jump into the schedule and uh, and how everybody's doing, um, you guys do have new guidance coming down the pipe uh, in the next two weeks. I believe they go into effect on September 20th. New guidance from the state of California's health department um, as far as attending indoor sporting events. So can you kind of break that down for um, what those guidelines are and, and what you guys will sort of need Long Beach State fans to to help you out by being prepared to do? Yeah, great, great question. So the state of California uh, public health has directed any any event, indoor event uh, with a thousand or more spectators that spectators prior to entering will have to attest to their vaccination status. So what we're doing is coming up with the plan, so to speak, of how do we make that actionable and uh, make that hopefully as painless as possible in terms of our fans coming to the games uh, so that they can comply with the state of California and also get them in the doors as quick as possible. So as you mentioned, we'll be pushing out information probably within the next week on how fans will go about that, uh, whether it will be a paper format or a combination of paper and a digital uh, QR code or something of that nature. We're, we're talking to some, some vendors right now on how we can make that happen. But it is uh, you know a hoop to jump through. But again, the great part is that we are back uh, cheering on our athletes together. And uh, we hope that that doesn't impact fans coming out to the games. Yeah, I, just a couple of details questions, because um, at this point, JJ and I, I feel like uh, I, I feel like we're psychologists or something where it's like we, we know every question that every person has about COVID protocols, because <laughs> people think we're the customer service line for all uh, college, pro and high school sports in the area. Um, how does someone show a negative test? Is that going to be, you go to CVS, you do a test there, you know, you come with the phone, you know, that says this was negative or, or is that one of the details that's still kind of being worked out? Well, we're working through that. I mean, ideally, I feel like we want to find a digital solution to this. Everybody, well, for the most part, has got a, a, a smartphone and, you know, these days with the QR codes and all of that, um, that's what we're really trying to figure out. But Ultimately, you know, if it's a hard copy, hard copy paper result, um, I, I, I think we'll sit, we'll accept that as well. Um, so again, it might be the combination, but yes, um, it's either that test result or the attestation of the vaccine status. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, as we mentioned uh, up top, you know, the good news is uh, this was the fall so far, knock on wood, that you guys were hoping for, everybody's playing. Um, it's been a, I feel, I'll, I'll knock on the wood on my desk and, uh, and on the desk next to me when I say this, but things are going smoothly. You know, there haven't been uh, interruptions of the kind that, that we were seeing very frequently last year. Um, so let's talk about those teams. It's so great to have everyone back playing. 
the women's soccer team, uh, a loss at USD last week, but then a 2-1 bounce back win over San Diego State to improve to 3-2. and two. Um, They're going to be at UW on Saturday this week. Obviously, they've uh, got a great history under head coach Mauricio Ingracia of playing well against the Pac-12 and those Power 5 teams. So um, how, are, how are you feeling about the women's soccer team? And uh, Lena Solano feels like he's dropping two goals every time she takes the pitch at this point. But uh, <laughs> how much you enjoy the soccer team, Andy? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, obviously, as, as you said uh, earlier, long break due to COVID and to come back and have the success they've had is just a testament to their work ethic and commitment. Really fun to watch Lena Solano, who, you know, didn't have a lot of run earlier in her career. I think this is technically her third year. I feel like I could be wrong, but um, so she's been here, uh, you know, a number of years, but hasn't had the success that she's having this year. But that again, goes back to her work ethic during the, the, the COVID layoff year of how hard she worked um, in training on her own to get better. So it's, it's wonderful when you get to see that pay off. You know, the, the wins have been wonderful. I think, you know, the, the, this is preseason, so they're going to have to clean up some things. But, you know, I feel like Mauricio is in a good spot. We've had some injuries, uh, but we've had, you know, players step up. You know, next player up, as the old saying goes, be a challenge up north. Washington's always a, a great program, but also a good test for us. But, you know, again, if we can get some of our players back, um, you know, I think we'll feel a lot better. And again, COVID in terms of uh, the team who is 100% vaccinated, we've been pretty lucky and haven't had any issues related to COVID so far. Uh, the women's volleyball team was at home for three matches at the uh, Long Beach State Tournament last week. Uh, great atmosphere for that UCLA match. Um, we, we had a photographer there and the, the photos you said are just like, this looks like a classic Long Beach State women's volleyball crowd. It was awesome to see so many students out there for sure. Um, they went one and two at the Long Beach State tournament, uh, finished out with a sweep of Portland State, and they will be on the road in the Pacific Northwest as well. Uh, although I would personally rather be at UW uh, than in Pullman. Uh, they'll be at the Cougar Challenge uh, at Washington State, where they're playing Washington State, Gonzaga, and Northern Iowa Thursday and Friday this week. Um, wh what was that uh, UCLA match like for you, Andy? I mean, that must have felt like to see a crowd like that in the pyramid, that real sort of return to a slightly more normal world. Um, but what was your thought of that crowd and, and how they've started the season? Yeah, big shout out to to all our fans and especially the students. Um, you know, we we wondered, you know, what is it going to be like coming back um, from kind of the, the the shutdown, so to speak, in terms of fans. In the spring, we had very limited fans, so that was different. Now to be able to to have fans and uh, see their reaction has been really positive. Uh, to see that whole student section essentially filled up and them being engaged and loud. You know, I said to somebody, you know, students now, it's very restrictive in terms of, you know, the campus and what you can do and what you can't do if you live in the dorms. So this is a place that they can come with a lot of energy and hang out and be together. So I think we're the beneficiary in a weird way of, you know, the COVID protocols and rules in place. So we are very hopeful that this, this continues to be the, uh, the student turnout. We, we always market hard to them to get them to come out to events. But the early returns look phenomenal. Uh, the Pepperdine exhibition match, we had a great turnout. UCLA, Georgia Tech, uh, you know, Portland State, we're having good, good crowds. So 
very positive sign and uh, excited to see that team grow. A lot of great players on the team, um, you know, a little young, but that's going to be a little up and down. But, uh, you know, I feel like, again, if they can clean some things up heading into conference, uh, I think if you look at the conference standings, there's been some weird results. Hawaii, I think they lost to like Utah Valley or somebody like that at home which would be unheard of um, in Hawaii. Hawaii is one of the toughest places to play on the men's and women's side in the country. So, you know, we don't know what to expect. We know we've got talent, so we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, I think that was something I talked to um, uh, Joy McKenzie Furbringer about is like the Big West is a little bit for women's volleyball. It's a little bit of a Yahtzee game. Like you put the dice in the thing and you shook them up and you dump them out <laughs> and see what happens because no one played last year. So everything's kind of based off of, um, weird expectations and obviously who knows how athletes have grown or stagnated over two years. And so um, I'm very curious to see what that big West looks like as well. Um, kind of the sport of the fall so far though, has been men's water polo. Um, JJ's written quite a bit over the last year or two about the elevation of talent within that program. Uh, they are number eight in the country and they are undefeated at four and Uh They had an undefeated four and start at the Triton Invitational uh, down in San Diego last weekend, they outscored their opponents 65 to 24, uh, and they did beat number nine UC San Diego 11 to seven, um, which shows you, you know, they're probably can plan on moving up in those rankings a bit. They will be at the Inland Empire tournament in Redlands, taking on Pomona Pitzer, uh, Claremont, and Redlands and Air Force this weekend. Um, so very curious to see how they do there as well. But Andy, you're the you're the de facto water polo guy. Um, I know you're on the NCAA committee. Obviously, it's such a huge sport here in the city of Long Beach. Um, you've got to be thrilled with the way that those guys have started the season. It's been unbelievable. Again, uh, one of the programs coming off of the COVID layoff. So, you know, what are you going to see? What, what, what can you expect? Uh, the roster has a ton of talent on it. Gavin's done a great job with his coaching staff of recruiting some great student athletes. The early returns, again, it's early, but I think you mentioned it with the UC San Diego. UC San Diego has been to the NCAA tournament. We faced them and I believe lost to them two years, three years ago. It might've been now at the at Stanford, up at Stanford at the NCAA championships on the play-in game. So that tells you a little bit of where we are comparatively to have a victory 11-7, a full goal, um, you know, delta between the, the between us and the Tritons is a, is a big deal actually. So it's establishing that position as kind of that, that, that next team looking into that top four, I think is, is where we want to be. You've got Pacific out there who traditionally is, is, is very strong UC Santa Barbara. So we'll see how things go, you know, GCC play um, not too far away, but again, this weekend is a big weekend again to see where we are, but statistically, I think Gavin's got to be pretty happy. Um, you know, again, you can always clean things up, but, you know, as someone who sits on the NCAA water polo committee and, and watches the results from all over the country, um, you know, selfishly as the athletic director, I'm, I feel pretty good where we are. Still a long way to go, though. For sure. All right. Well, that is this week at the beach. Um, not a lot to, you know, attend, really nothing to attend this week, uh, as everyone is, as we mentioned, on the road. Um, but next week, the following week uh, after this podcast comes out, everyone will be coming back home. So definitely check out all that coverage at the562.org and stick around. We're going to be talking to Sean Ferreira, the new uh, Associate Athletic Director of External Relations. 
We're excited to welcome on our special guest for this episode, this, the brand new, sparkly new Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations, Sean Ferreira. Sean, uh, welcome to the Fee Show. How are you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. Coming to you from the Barrett Athletic uh, Conference Center, Conference Room, Athletics Building. Uh, still getting to know the names of everything here, but excited to be here. Yeah, so you're you're like brand new, brand new, which is why I think it, it's sort of perfect to have you on and, and let everyone get to know you. And, uh, I, you know, I know JJ and I are excited to get to know you as well. So um, how new are you? When did you start and, and where are you in sort of the moving and unpacking uh, process? August 9th um, was the first day. So I'm at week five now because it's September 7th. So officially crossed one threshold of an entire month, which is pretty cool. Uh, and all my stuff is still in a container somewhere between New Mexico and California. Um, so my wife and I, Brianna, we're still trying to find a space to actually be permanently. Um, but it's fine. We're working through it and enjoying the, the pains and moving and, and all the fun stuff that, that goes along with that. So it's been, a, it's been a nice adjustment for the two of us from suburban Albuquerque in New Mexico to hustle and bustle of Long Beach, California. So it's been good. What's the, what's the number one difference between Albuquerque and, uh, and Long Beach? You know, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, the stars. So uh, out in Albuquerque, you know, if you get to a certain part where we were living, you can just look up at nighttime and just see every kind of star you could ever imagine. Uh, here's a lot of lights, man. All day, every day, noise all day, every day, something you can't see, um, which is pretty interesting because people here are just kind of used to it. Um, but coming from where we're coming from, I'm from here originally, but we've been been gone for a while. Uh, but coming from where we're coming from, it's just a, a abrupt difference to not be able to look up in the night sky and just see stars whenever you want. But obviously, there's different kind of stars walking around here, uh, depending on where you are. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a good point. If you go up on uh, Signal Hill, it's still 90 percent orange glow, but you do get like 10 percent of the night sky back. So that <laughs> OK, perfect. Signal Hill is the place to go. Um, so first of all, Sean, what, what does the seat for our, our casual fans who are just basketball or, or dirt, you know, dirt bags fans or whatever, what does the senior associate athletics director for external relations do? What is, what does that mean in the, the world of the real world and not the world of the, you know, athletic department, uh, verbiage? Yeah. Um, so what it, what it does is, is really anything that, Anybody, dirtbag fan, basketball fan, uh, beach fan, beach athletics member, community member, student, anyone who's going to see something that comes from Long Beach State Athletics is going to be within kind of my purview or scope. So whether that's the communication side on our longbeachstate.com website and how that looks or our shop.longbeachstate.com website, what we have up there, if it's going to be game promotion, marketing, anything from the fundraising side, basically anything that somebody can touch, reach out and touch us, um, whether that's digitally or physically coming to a game is going to be within kind of my wheelhouse. So a lot of different areas from video to broadcast, um, but really all the fun stuff, um, if you will, that people like to, to know about and everything. So not necessarily the nuts and bolts of how does a student athlete get to Long Beach State? It's not really those kind of things, but it's more the 
the fun side that everyone really gets to see. So it's going to be a fun time for me to get to know everybody here and be a part of this whole group and, and learn the culture of Long Beach State and really be a part of that, but also help build something that people can be really, really proud of. Um, I think people are already very proud of it. Uh, it's fun to see the tattoos walking around uh, around Long Beach and <laughs> kind of uh, the different kind of brand loyalty we have here. But just building that up into a place that, that people can be really excited about and respect and feel um, a certain type of affinity to. So a lot of different spaces um, for me, uh, which is fun, but it's going to be really cool for everybody to kind of see. You mentioned, um, I'll ask you a little bit about kind of your vision for some of what you were just talking about. You mentioned the, the you know, the brand of Long Beach, the brand of the city is really strong, right? I mean, people walk around everywhere. I mean, I'm, I'm from Long Beach. I can't wait to tell people I'm from Long Beach. Um, and I know one thing I've talked to, to Andy Fee about quite a bit is um, how to transfer more of that feeling onto the university, right? Like um, there's like the Long Beach State logo sometimes is more visible than, you know, the Long Beach State uh, basketball team or the dirtbags or whatever, just because everyone in the city is so proud, but there isn't always the same connection with the school. So how do you, what's your vision for sort of merging those things? Um, I'm sure that's something Andy talked with you about quite a bit, but you know, how, how are you sort of hoping to further that project that he's been working on for the last couple of years? No, I, I completely agree. I think that LB, that interlocking LB has a lot of brand cachet and, and carries, right? And Long Beach itself has a ton of unique culture and things that go along with it. Um, one thing that we've already started doing at our women's volleyball games, um, and I'm not sure what we're going to call it just yet. Um, it might be our palm party or whatever it might be. Um, but we're already starting to incorporate things that make us unique. Uh, into our game day experience. And that's what we're going to try to do. Um, so food truck culture, big thing here in Long Beach, right? It's a, it's a big thing in Southern California, but you go down Ocean Avenue or Ocean Boulevard uh, and you can see from 8, 8, 8 p.m. to, you know, one in the morning, you've got food trucks out throughout there. And so if we've got a culture of food trucks in, in this city, how do we bring that to our events? So we're starting to do that at volleyball games and incorporate things that make us unique it's 70 degrees all day, every day here, uh, pretty much. Um, so that's uh, something else that makes us unique. And how do we incorporate that into what we're doing? So if, is that more of an outside events type style, bringing that outdoor indoor feel to some of our events at Walter Pyramid? Um, really incorporating the things that make us unique, whether that's Long Beach music, whether that's food trucks, whether that's something unique to this culture that I don't know about just yet that, you know, we need to incorporate into, into our messaging is something that's pretty big for me, but also storytelling a little bit better um, in, in utilizing the content platforms that we have to fill every channel possible. Um, as we start to add more people here, because that's also another caveat to this, we've got to add more people. We've got great people here, um, like Roger Kirk in our communications office. We've got some fantastic people in our ticket office. It's a good folks in our marketing group. We just got to add more humans so that way we can grow our bandwidth here um, and add good humans to who care about this place and who are, who are going to operate with integrity and do the right things all the time uh, or more often than not. And so that way we can continue to provide a really good product for everybody from a content perspective. So uh, I think that's what we're trying to do, or that's what we're going to do. And we're going to try different things and see what works and test and have fun with it. Cause that's the other thing too, right? We want to have a ton of fun 
Uh, if we are not having fun um, as a staff, then that means the people who are coming aren't going to have fun either. Um, and that's got to be a big part of what we do from a community standpoint on, the, on as far as I see it. Because uh, I like to have fun and make a ton of jokes. Um, and I'll let you talk some more, Mike. But that's kind of my vision of how we do it from a content perspective, have a ton yeah. of fun with it, and just use things that are uniquely Long Beach to tell our story. Well, that's exciting to hear. I think uh, that that echoes a lot of what I've heard from Long Beach State fans and sort of the community at large. So I think that's a, a great place to start from. Um, just to help people get to know you a little bit better, um, you mentioned you're from Southern California. You know, where did where did you go to school? Where are you from? And and how did you get into uh, college sports? Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in the Inland Empire. So originally Claremont, California, then uh, during the IE boom, my parents took us out there to uh, the Inland Empire. So I grew up in Fontana um, a majority of my life. I uh, went to the University of California at Riverside, um, where I was a track and field athlete. Uh, what was your event in track and field? Yeah, it was 400 hurdles. So blood and Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what most people usually say. So um, I'm, I'm used to the hard stuff. I'm used to the three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour practices, the overtaxing the brain, all that kind of stuff. So um, that was fun for me. I was a team captain, SAC president, all that kind of stuff. So I've been around college athletics for quite a long time. My brother, ironically, actually went to UC Riverside before me. Um, when I was 10 years old and I was going to games there with him and all that kind of stuff. My other brother went to University of Laverne, so D3 basketball. He played there. Um, so college athletics has just been around my life for for as long as I can remember. And that kind of set me down a path of, hey, this is something really cool. Um, but also, how, how do I get into it? So I started at UCLA selling tickets over the phone, talking to people about, hey, do you want to come to UCLA versus USC at the Rose Bowl? And you started time, at the meat and potatoes level of college sports, right? Yeah, that's it right there. Grassroots the yep. level and I've just kind of, you know, learned and progressed and met a ton of people along the way who helped me get to this point. So um, leaving UCLA, went to Oklahoma for a tiny bit and then out to New Mexico and, and now here at Long Beach State. So it's been a fun path for me to to go and experience different cultures and find out what makes those places uniquely unique right and and that's why people care about them because they embrace their culture embrace what's special about them not what's special about somebody else or, or what somebody else is doing it's it's really what are we doing for us as Long Beach State Athletics and, and that's what I've learned over my course of time is just how do we do that for us and and I think that's why I'm here um, I, I learned to execute at a really high level and, and try things at a really high level and see what we can get to um, but that's what I'm excited to do here and, and bring to this place because I think the people here deserve it the people listening to this show deserve it and the student athletes who come through here truly deserve it um, it's not to say that they haven't gotten it in the past but it, it's to say that we can do much more as we move forward so yeah for sure. Uh, I, I Probably last question for me, but what have you seen? I'm always interested in people who work in college sports who've seen the uh, the UCLA, Oklahoma, you know, power five football world. And then who've also worked in the mid-major world. You know, you mentioned you've been at New Mexico most recently and now coming to uh, Long Beach State and back home for you to the Big West. What are the, sort of the differences and, and is there something that's sort of more fulfilling at working at the mid-major level for you or, or how do you kind of see that? Obviously, the, the world of uh, college sports is in a rapidly moving 
<laughs> place right now with what's happening yeah. with the Power Five football conferences. Yeah, so I think the Power Five football conferences, they obviously have something a little bit different um, and just the resources directly at their fingertips from a brand standpoint, a, a university standpoint. Usually those universities are a, a significantly older. You look at some of those places and you've got alumni who've been around from the early 1910s or 19 all, right. all that kind of stuff. So the, the, the longer dollar has just kind of been there. And so they, they don't have to try to, to set up new things or in comparison to a place like here where it's, it's uh, 1949, right? Like you're, you're starting in 1949. So you get to the 49ers piece and you've got some very young alumni or some, some not that long, long lineage of giving or history and all that kind of stuff. And so that's really where you see the difference in a place um, like a UCLA or an Oklahoma and just that history and just that long time, long standing tradition that's a little bit easier to, to latch on to um, from a culture standpoint. Um, but at the base core principles of what we're doing, we're doing the same thing. We're, we're all trying to get our student athletes the best experience possible for our university and put our put our stamp on, you know, the history and the, the idea of what we're doing from a sports perspective and also providing a top-notch education uh, to students uh, coming to Long Beach State Athletics, right? Like that's the, at the core tenets of what we're doing, that's what we're doing on both sides of it. It's going to school and finding a way to fit practice and travel and competition and all that kind of stuff into a tiny window that uh, student athletes have and providing the best experience we possibly can. So there's not much difference for me personally, um, uh, as far as working at all those different types of institutions, I genuinely just enjoy working with all the people because the fact that people want to care and give and be a part of this whole thing is really cool. Um, it's a special thing. And I think it, it matters to the people here and it, it matters to me to make sure that we do a really good job and that I just steward the program. Um, I, like I say this all the time, I'm sure um, some of the folks here on our staff heard me say this, like I'm, I'm not bigger than the university. I don't think I'm bigger than the university. The university is going to be here long before me and it's going to be here long after me. My job's just to help steward us into a place that everybody's excited about. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of me, Mike. For sure. Well, I think that's uh, great for people to get to know you. As you said, you know, it's a little bit more of a Long Beach is more of a blue collar city. So you being a 400 meter hurdler, or, or <laughs> the right approach, someone who said sprinting a quarter mile, that's not hard enough. I need to jump over things as well. <laughs> so welcome to the beach, Sean. Uh, thanks for, uh, you know, letting the, the LBF show uh, fans and the Long Beach State fans get to know you a little bit. And I'm sure we'll see you around soon. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Mike. And what, real quick, I just wanted to shout you and the 562 out. What you all are doing is spectacular, man. Just highlighting and showcasing everything that's going on in the city from all the different facets is extremely unique and it's very cool. So I appreciate the time to, to spend it with you here uh, this morning. For sure, man. Appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon, for sure. All right. Uh, great conversation with Sean. Really excited to see some uh, some new blood at the beach. Uh, Andy, I, I mentioned to Sean, he sort of hit on, I feel like the first time I talked to you when you had just been hired, the number one thing you told me was um, the important mission for the athletic department is to more closely align itself with the city, right? To not be sort of just a suburban university but to have there be as much pride and affection for Long Beach State as there is for the city as a whole, 
Um, and I feel like with you hiring Sean and him mentioning that, I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of a big part of what you're hoping he can help you guys to do. Am I right in that? Completely. You know, we're very proud to represent our campus and community and carry that, that flag, the LB flag, which represents the entire community. It's not just our logo, it's the community's logo. So we're going to make a big push here this, this year and the upcoming years to, to really be um, that institution that represents the entire city, not just one segment. Love to hear that. Um, before we get out of here, uh, we always, uh, JJ likes to end this with our sports hot take. Um, do you have a hot take? Have you been reading uh, anything going on? Do you have a, a, a strong opinion on anything? Maybe a surprise NFL team or college football team? What are, what are you thinking about right now in the larger world of sports, not just uh, Long Beach State? Well, well, for me, I'll kind of kind of deviate just a little bit, but it's, you know, I, I follow the stats very closely in terms of COVID and college athletics and the transmission rate from events, from competitions is so low, which is a great thing for us. And that's the one thing that I'm really hopeful. Again, we can't control a lot of things in terms of the virus and what it, what it does. But I think what if we can keep doing is showing statistically that there really isn't much transmission, if at all. I mean, honestly, I still don't know if there's a case that's been documented that came from a competition, at least in Big West competition, there has not been. So my hot take is, you know, let's keep obviously watching, monitoring. We want to keep people safe, but let's take a positive away. Positive is that these athletes are able to train and compete and um, they're not getting COVID from the competitions or practices. It's elsewhere, maybe some things we can't control, but the positive is let's keep playing. Let's, let's keep people safe. And, uh, you know, we'll always flow with what happens. Yeah. I think I would kind of hop onto that as well. Um, Andy, I spent last week covering the reopening of the Long Beach Unified School District campuses um, and dropping my kids off, by the way, for, you know, their first full day of school um, in the, in the local school district in a year and a half. And that was something I thought about too, was, um, it's really in a weird way, our response to this pandemic has been that, um, your, your athletes and my kids and everyone else's kids kind of almost had more disruption than any other part of, <laughs> of society. So that's like, I've been so happy to see, um, students going back to school athletes, not just, you know, college, but high school athletes getting to have a little bit more of a normal year too, because it's like, People got into sports bars before uh, before women's soccer was allowed to resume, you know, by the NCAA. Like, it was just a really weird sort of a, a backwards thing. And I'm glad that um, even as we've had the increase in cases, it seems like we're being maybe a little bit more evidence-based in our approach of, well, what's causing those cases? It's probably not baseball. It's probably, right? You know, it's probably not um, kids being able to compete and, and do the things that they love and that are keeping them healthy, being outside and exercising as well. Correct. Follow the science. I guess that's the, the, the way I, I close my hot take is let's follow the science and see where it leads. And let's take the positives when we can get them. We know this is a world of a lot of ups and downs and frustrations and, you know, I, I get it, you know, but let's, let's take the positives when we can get them because we do need that balance. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, thank you so much to everyone for tuning in to another episode of the LBF show. Thanks to Andy and to Sean for their time. Thanks to our producer, Roger Kirk, as always. And uh, we will be back in two weeks with another episode of the fee show until then definitely hit up the 562.org. Definitely hit up longbeachstate.com and follow along with 
a full fall sports season. I can't say it enough. We're so excited about it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys in two weeks.